Around Comics, Episode 47. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Greetings and salutations. And we have our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. I think the center of the earth is filled with quarter books. (laughs) (laughs) That's your dream. That's my dream, me and Neil Adams. For those of you who uh, downloaded this show with the expectation (laughs) of listening to our interview with Greg Rucka... (laughs) Ha ha, we tricked you. (laughs) We don't know Greg Rucka. (laughs) We we milked one more week out of you. No, uh, Greg um, asked us uh, if we could move the interview to next Friday, and we said, of course we will. So anyway, we will have Greg on next week. Um, But I'd like to remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by GeekArmor.com. Cover yourself in geek with the growing selection of comic book and sci-fi t-shirts at geekarmor.com. Every week they are adding new Marvel and DC shirts to their selection, and their prices and shipping costs are tough to beat. Use Around Comics, all one word, as your coupon code, and get an additional 10% off your order. Check out geekarmor.com today. Uh, I'd like to also remind everyone that Around Comics is recorded every Friday from 7 to 9 at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. It's the finest smelling comic book shop in all of Chicago. It does have a very nice uh, aroma to it. Yes. Uh, speaking of, of Dark As Tower. As does Mark Beatty, the manager of the show. And Dark, uh, or, uh, Mark, Dark, Dark Mark, Mark. Dark Mark. Dark Mark is not feeling very well today, yes. so you may hear him coughing in the background tonight. But uh, uh, Dark Tower, Word Balloon, and Around Comics are proud to announce the Chicago Minicon. That's what we're calling it now, right? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. On October 14th, from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock, we will welcome some of Chicagoland's best and brightest for a signing at Dark Tower. You can meet Bill Reinhold, Francesco, <gasps> Michael Avery, Dave Wachter, Ooh. Mike Huddleston, uh, Scott Johnson, yeah. Jason Millay, Raphael Nieves, uh, Steve him. Bryant, Tom Ooh, Kelly, Len Cody, Doug Klauba, and more. I love more. So mark your calendar <laughs> and come into Dark Tower on October 14th for signing sketches, door prizes, and be witness to the live recording of our 50th episode. Hugs. Door prizes? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can I uh, win? Grab bags. I'm sure I'm taking stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring a bucket of confetti like the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like Rip Taylor. <laughs> it will be like Rip Taylor. Hey, just start tossing it around. Uh, another another old event going on, um, which I'll be I'll be uh, witness to anyway, is on October seventh, two thousand six. That's bring this year. Cartoonists around the world will face the twenty four hour comic challenge. To help these cartoonists, some of comic book stores, educational institutions, libraries, businesses, and comics clubs will host special 24-hour Comics Day events. They'll provide cartoonists with a space to work, access to food and drink, and camaraderie. Access? McDonald's is across the street, you comic losers. They won't stop you from eating. Now, the one I'm going to attend is uh, buymetoys.com, uh, which uh, I guess it's buymetoys and they have a web address, buymetoys.com. 
uh, is at 6327A University Commons in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, I'm actually going to... Oh, I'm very sorry to them that their Golden Domers took it real hard last yeah, weekend. Go Blue! Go Blue! Go uh, Blue! I'm a Wisconsin fan. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm going to go over there and hook up with uh, Andy Jewett and all his buddies and watch them make comics for a couple hours during that 24 You know, it's hours. funny. I, I just I was going through some of my stuff from Wizard World Chicago, and I happened to come across Andy's 24-hour comic from last year. Mm-hmm. It was actually really cool and pretty amazing that he did it in less than 24 hours. I think he did his in, like, 21, inked, penciled, everything. The concept he came up with that day. And it was really neat. I mean, I, I, it's it's a really cool thing to watch these guys try and come up with something and fully produced comic book in 24 it hours. It wasn't a comic book about someone trying to draw a comic book in 24 hours. Was it? <laughs> no, no, it's like a, it was an old it was an old man sitting on his porch and sort of reminiscing about the old neighborhood and the poignant. Yeah, it was. It was it was really good. Very nice. So. Uh, Buymetoys.com won't stop you from eating. <laughs> All right, our September contest, the Around Comics Trivia Challenge, is heating up, and the competition is fierce. Nearly ahead as far as he was any longer. Yeah, but he wasn't crapping about uh, about the winner being the guy who finishes second or gal who finishes second. He was. I'm up there. I'm still competing. I had a four out of ten today, but uh, I've just. I think my highest in the last five days has been like five out of ten. Yeah. I had one bad one the other day. But you know. It's, what it's I am tired of is people Children. complaining. Oh, is people oh. complaining about bad questions on there? Like, get over it, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid trivia. Yeah, it's you trivia. Know. It's, it's not going to be we'll fair. We'll send you quarter books, too. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, for uh-huh. the previous contest, only two people asked for me to send him a quarter book, and I sent it to him. So the rest of you, sorry. Too bad. <laughs> you have to ask. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. had to come back and ask you all over. They again? had to give me their address. I didn't oh, know their address, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Sure, they're sure they're waiting for their quarter bucks. They're getting their Marvel two in ones. Uh, guys, uh, hotline. Yeah, uh, Sal. One eight 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 six five G cast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We've actually had a, a bunch in the last week of people leaving us voicemail. And here's one. Hey guys, it's Vince B from the Bullpen Bulletins podcast. I just wanted to call and you know thank Brain Salazoid for sending us that great message (laughs) that we played on episode 3A of our Bullpen Bulletins podcast. I'm grateful to him for doing that. Um, You know, every time I sit down with David to record an episode of the Bullpen Bulletin podcast, uh, (laughs) I always say, you know, those guys that are around comics, there's so much fun to to talk to and to be around. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to be able to do the Bullpen Bulletins podcast knowing that we have friends who also do podcasts, which is the same thing as the Bullpen Bulletin Four. podcast, only <laughs> different, you know. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to check in with you guys and tell you thank you. And, oh, by the way, if you want to hear the latest episode of the Bullpen Bulletin's podcast, uh, uh, which is 3A, it's out there, and it's a lot of fun, you know. And, uh, like I said, Brain Salazar's on it, and uh, even Mr. Chris Neesman makes an appearance. So, that's you know, that's always fun when you can have the – the head honcho of Around Comics on your show. It was an honor yes. to be able to feature Christopher Neesman on our show. and Because the guy knows so much about comics. He's just a <laughs> joy to listen to. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you for doing that for us, for being on the Bullpen Bulletins podcast. Tom, love you. And um, is uh, John Santos is probably there, too, right? Guys on the show. <laughs> he is an actual. Amazing. Hey, John. What's up, Mark? Um, 
Is he yeah. okay? Is John Listen okay? Listen to the Bullpen John, John is podcast. Fine. It's great. People tell us that. He's, he so, does want to get Tune in, man. We'll see you. I'm okay. surprised he didn't just start rattling off XML code so you can type <laughs> it right into your computer. Bullpen bulletins, bullpen so bulletins. I've never bullpen. heard of their show. <laughs> Check out the bullpen. What was it again? Uh, bull. Crap. It's called Bullet Pen. Bullet Pens. Bull, bullet Pens podcast. Bullet Pens, yeah. Bull, bull, They're bull, doing a great job. It is fun to listen to them. Uh, shop at Around Comics. I am. I have, no one can see, but I'm wearing my Around Comics T-shirt that I got from Cafe Press. It's a very nice T-shirt. Too. I love it. It's you actually look really, really nice. good in it. It's yeah. It's much I'm nicer than I thought. Do I have it was spell? Do I make you? No, no, no you look. <laughs> you look electrifying. Is what I would say. <laughs> oh, I did not get a bowl of soup with this shirt. <laughs> yeah, so shopping around comics, ends. you can get uh, it's a fine logo uh, apparel. I got a coffee mug, uh, the the, Am- the Amazon uh, store there. So lots of fun stuff at the site. A <laughs> uh, long box of love. Brian Bowles, once again, amazing work. And I was long so box disappointed because he did such a great one for the Rocket interview that you will see next week. But it was like. I really wanted to see people see that one because it was pretty funny. And, it's uh, and, yeah, so you have to wait for that. But it is uh, it is a lot. Did you do of fun. A, like a fill in stick figure one for this episode? That's like <laughs> two, just, two blank panels and then like one stick figure saying. Well, I, I couldn't hate I couldn't Monday. I couldn't tell him what the show is about because honestly I don't know what this show is going to be about. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, the Around Popery. Comics newsletter. It's a teaser. The Around Comics newsletter. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter and uh, maybe I will send you a newsletter. Yeah, once I'm waiting for my email. newsletter, and you'll get annoyed after four. Although I don't, I don't know if it's working correctly because nobody has signed up other than me at this point. I, I did. thought I signed you up. You did? Yeah. Oh, maybe when? Today? Uh, a couple days ago. I oh. did like the first I think, day. I think I don't. Know. Might be. All right. Might be broken. I don't Where know. Um, frapper. <clears throat> frapper. Uh, join our frapper. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to. Uh, we have the frapper page on our site, and it's basically you can go in there and put your zip code. And your name, and it'll put you a little marker mm-hmm. on a map, a global map of where you're Even at. If you so live can, in Stockholm, and we've we've gotten like uh, yeah, like 60 people on there so far. And I just wanted to give some shout outs to the people there. Uh, Tobias Enborg from Stockholm, Sweden. Hello, uh, ho- hello, hello, Sweden. hello, 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 Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, <clears throat> Film fairy, who is actually uh, one of I think we have four women on our frapper. Page she's in now. Chicago. And she's in Chicago. Yeah, if that is a she. <clears throat> well, she says she is. Okay. Uh, David, you could, you could end up on an NBC special. <laughs> <laughs> David Dole in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Dennis, uh, Denise South, uh, Ozone Park, New York. Another female. That sounds like something out of Godland or something. Ozone, Ozone Park. Park. Yeah, it's, it'd be kind of cool to live in Ozone yeah. Park. It'd be better than like Fishkill. New York, yes, kind of be, but not as good as Las Vegas. Mike Farley from Las (laughs) Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Lee Webb uh, from Australia, VIC Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. Wow. Um, Ruba Elfara from Fallbrook, California. Patrick Kunkel from George. From George Washington. Washington? (laughs) There's a George Washington. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Stephen Lee. LeCompton Le- Le from Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say hey to all you guys that have signed up on Frapper, and uh, there's a bunch more, but this was the most recent. And so I think every week we'll we'll try and sure. give a shout out to whoever signs up in that week. So and if they have the chance, and if they have the chance, they can spread the Around Comics love. Our uh, listener LCS challenge. You can go nice segue. to the site and nice. thank you and download our PDF flyer and ask your store manager or owner if they will display that in their shop, just like the source. 
Universe Comics and Games at 1601 West Weapon Tour Avenue in Falcon Heights, Minnesota. Thank you, Dan C. And California Cards and Comics located at 9139 East Stockton Boulevard, Elk Grove, California. Thank you, Chris Chavez. Yes, yes. Uh, Podcast Alley. Drop by there and give us a vote. We would appreciate it. And Thank iTunes you. Music Reviews. Be as cool as Andy Parks. As or, I say. or Steve Bryant. Or, or Steve Andy. Bryant. Or be like the super thing, cool like jo- John Suntrance and don't use your real name. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, right now on iTunes, we are the third ranked literature podcast <laughs> behind MuggleCast and Pottercast. <laughs> That's and right. Those guys have like 350 reviews. Now, granted, like a hundred of each one is people saying, stop listening to MuggleCast. Pottercast is the place to be, or MuggleCast is childish. Pottercast is the best. We need more of we. We need I think at least three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, will be all right. That's the, like, yeah, that's the new goal. Yeah, forty-seven. Well, I tell you, as, as a thank you, uh, and we had actually already mentioned uh, Mike Farley, who joined the Frapper page. We got a new review this week, and it says Andy Parks isn't the only cool guy. I originally tuned in for the John Byrne interview, but I enjoyed the show as a whole so much I've decided to stick around. I generally don't have a lot of patience for podcasts. Interviews are the exception, but Around Comics keeps me entertained throughout. This really reminds me of Wednesday nights at the local comic shop. If all the episodes are as fun as the last three, I'm in for the long haul. So well, thank we you can't guarantee much. anything, yeah. yeah, but we'll try. And what I'm saying is that is that <laughs> fr- is that Friday is the new Wednesday now. That's right. Friday is Wednesdays the new Wednesday. suck. <laughs> Wednesday, you sit at home by yourself. And read. Fridays, you know, we're here. There you go. So yeah. if you know, if you're in the area, drop by. Um, our main topic, you know. Oh, and I just want to say uh, to Andy Parks, you know, we've been using his <coughs> name to get iTunes reviews for the last few, you know, shows. Go by Andy's work. Yeah, Andy's such a good creator and a great guy, and we love him. We love you, Andy. I just yeah. wish she'd pull in more reviews using his name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody really thinks that it's cool to be Andy yeah, Parks yeah, or what? Like, go, oh. go buy Capote in Kansas and you will think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Main topic. Okay. Uh, basically, Greg Rucka had to get pushed off for next week, and we had a couple <clears> other ideas. But we kind of decided to call this whatever it is. I'm calling it Sunday dinner. It's kind of it's kind of what's left pot over. Luck. Yeah, it's, it's pot luck. luck. It's whatever is left over in Hope the Henry. fridge. We've had a couple second ideas that we've been working on. So Podcast we're just going to play around on this episode. So what I'm calling this first segment is. <laughs> God, he's queuing up. <laughs> he's queuing up his iPod. Five go. questions for Tom and Sal. Uh, you'll have thirty seconds to 30 answer seconds. The, Thirty seconds Are these to like answer. Trivia this. questions? No, it's just it's just I'm going to ask you a oh, question. You give me an answer, and you have thirty seconds. Sort of like word association, just kind of like top word association. And no deep thinking. And, uh, Are we supposed to debate it? Like Tom says something, and you, I just play devil's sure. advocate. Crossfire. You know what? Do we I, have, does everything have to be so confrontational? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of can threw this just, together, so we'll, we'll just we'll see what it is. But you got thirty seconds, and I'm going to start with Tom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Begin. He's pumped. Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis get into a knife fight. Who wins? Go. I I'm going to go with Warren Ellis because he would bring like twenty five knives with him, <coughs> just like he writes like sixty comic books. You've got twenty five more seconds. And um, I think Garth <laughs> thirty Ennis, seconds is a lot of time. Yeah, it's it should be like time, five yeah. seconds. Garth Ennis um, wouldn't win because uh, he would be too busy 
like a man. Yeah, drinking Guinness, but Warren Ellis because he's a wait. Don't man. get in help from the peanut gallery hey, over okay. here. I already gave my. I don't think I should have to. Well, speak I think you're seconds. completely wrong. Oh, see now it's kind. Of... First, Warren Ellis is stop. What? You just what the hell is that? that? attitude adjustment, young man. You better get your priorities straight. All right. No spin zone. Sal, your turn. doing a game show? Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis get into a knife fight. Who wins? Uh, Garth Ennis, absolutely, just because he's younger, stronger. He hasn't had a debilitating illness to take him out of writing comics for, you know, months. And he doesn't walk with a cane. And, uh, (laughs) you know, although there is the off chance that Warren Ellis would use some sort of, you know, his amazing cult-like powers of, you know, charisma and the ability to... Cane's get a people. Sword. To, <laughs> he could have a sword and a cane. He could Cane's have a, a sword, sword and cane. cane. All right. <laughs> Thank God. This is the dumbest game. I made it. You eat it. Jesus what the Christ. hell is that? <laughs> I made it. You eat it. All right, Sal. Uh, is that Mr. T? <laughs> yes. All right, Sal. You go first. Pick one of these three characters to <clears throat> kill off and tell us why. Ooh. ooh. Batman, Wolverine, or Hellboy. Go, Batman. Uh, I would say kill off Batman. He uh, the, the character's been around too long, and he's they've just done too many stories about Bruce Wayne. And it would be more interesting to have you know the 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 mantle of Batman exist with a new character to bring you know a whole new set of ideas and and that. Kind. And I think it would be a really cool like you know cemetery scene that you know Michael Turner could do a cover of with <laughs> everyone, no one facing the grave, everyone turned away. I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we winning a prize? Am I taking home like a door prize at the Tom, end? Tom, your retort. Pick one of these three characters to go off and tell us why. Allow Batman, me to retort. Wolverine, or Hellboy. I'm actually going to agree with him on Batman. You can't do that. I can't. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, like, you ki- killing Wolverine wouldn't work because someone would bring him back. Because it's not like it's Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, they just bring him back. And I like Hellboy too much. Yeah, so, no like, way. Like, Hellboy. Why would you kill Hellboy? I, I wanted like, a Marvel, a DC, it. and an indie. But Batman. Yeah, you could. Someone else could be Batman. And yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, Tim Drake. I'd like that. Did you hear me, Batman? <laughs> Batman fans. Kill Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Beat him with a crowbar. It should have been like Aunt May. It's always the same. I can save the world ten times over, but when I need help, I'm on my own. Thanks for nothing. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? What was that? That was Peter Parker. Oh. <laughs> okay. It should have been like Aunt May and, uh... <laughs> Next question. Pick, f- and this is Tom, pick four comic book characters and or creators from any time period that you could have dinner with. Four characters. Go. Both? Combined? Either any 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 characters. characters. Oh, um, I would have dinner with the Spectre, um, because he's kind of like a zombie and he's magical. I'd have dinner with Gardner Fox because I think he was weirder than people give him credit for. I would also pick Alan Moore because I also think he's incredibly odd, and I would pick Barry Allen so I could hug him. (laughs) (laughs) And say everything will be alright. Well, this that, game that sucks. <laughs> okay. I checked uh, the four best ones. <laughs> Sal, same question. Uh, four four pe- comic book characters or, or creators, creators that you could have dinner with. Go. 
Um, I think first, yeah, I, I, Alan Moore would have to be on there just because he is incredibly interesting and, and deranged, and we'd end up doing a lot of drugs. Um, <laughs> gosh, yeah. uh, probably. Um, oh God, Zantana, just because I think she's easily manipulated. I could probably get her drunk and hit on her. Um, yeah, I'm gonna change my. Uh, Will Eisner. Uh, God damn it. Because he's brilliant. And uh, oh God, who else? Um. Oh, hell, oh shit! Hellboy. I don't know. I can't think of that. Wolverine is he's the best at what he does. Independent George. I'd probably probably like. Okay. He's the best at what he does, and what he does. Next question, Sal. You start off this time. If you could write Spider-Man or Superman for yes. one arc, yes. Which would you choose, and what would you do? Go. Ooh, wow. Come on. How am I supposed to answer that? I, I would probably pick Superman because. Um, I, just had, I think that that character is not used properly most of the time, and I would I would try and bring him back to uh, more of his roots and explore the dichotomy of his alien-slash-human uh, being, if you will. Wrong answer. No, now go away. We're racing for the title of the champion of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tom, same question. If you could write either Spider-Man or Superman, which would it be, and what would you do? You know, Go. I'd, I'd pick Spider-Man, and I would do something really weird with Spider-Man, like something I'm pretty sure fans would hate. I'd do something like just sort of like cosmic and put Peter Parker like someplace you haven't seen him outside of just being like, I need money for my job, like put him in an environment where... Prison. The average man, oh, no. sort of. Yeah, prison. Where that, uh, his average viewpoint would be really interesting to see. And, that's, and then I'd um, make him change his costume. Fill up for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, I do that. And I clone him. I do that, I do that with Superman, too. <laughs> you missed my sound bit. Oh, sorry. You talked right over my sound sorry. bit. Play it it, really can you play it again? Can you yeah, play it, it again, was really please? funny, too. I'm sure. Dead air, guys. We're waiting. Dead air, guys. So up your asses. That's it? <laughs> oh, man. I, we, all right. You know what I would do? Tom. I would clone Superman. No, and you're done. Oh, you're sorry. done. I, I, Last I'd write, one. Oh. What comic in your collection are you the most ashamed of? Oh, uh, probably this book that the uh, manager slipped into my collection, which is... I'll bring it someday. It's like a bunch of... Almost pornographic pinup shots of like animal, sort of animal-looking humans, like foxes with like cleavage, and I have it, and I haven't thrown it away, and it's sitting somewhere, and that is not only the most shameful book, the most shameful thing I've ever owned in my entire <laughs> life, and that's saying a lot for someone that has owned a wide range of dildos. <laughs> a wide range. A wide range. I don't even want to get into that subject. The reason I was afraid to go to school as a child. <laughs> Just pulling horrible lines. And so, what comic or yeah, what comic in your collection are you the most ashamed of? None. I have no shame. So I, <laughs> I don't. Pussy I don't. Move. I don't know. I don't even. Um, I'm not ashamed of any comics I own. I. Uh, Christ, make one up. I, I don't even know. I don't have yeah. any. I, I uh, probably like a. I have no idea. I really, honestly, can't answer. I, I don't I even would, know what's in my 
I win. Collection. I win. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Apollo. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Do you want to touch my monkey? <laughs> Jeez. All right. <laughs> Good <God>. Lord. <laughs> Give the man an iPod and a... So there's in the zoo crew. <laughs> I got to tell you. Uh, let me tell you. I want to say what I'm doing this weekend. Uh, How big is your wife, so that, that's our, that's yeah. <laughs> So five questions with Tom. I think Tom definitely wins with yes, the dildo yes, yes. lines. And, yeah, I, I didn't... Who, who would have thunk the improv guy won? I mean, uh, yeah, that's not even fair. I would ask you to tell your friends about the Around Comics podcast, but let's face it, your friends are a little bit on the two-dimensional side, aren't they? Tom. Yes. You had, uh, I think, taken this from a forum post, and you're going to run with it, no pun intended. Oh, the Tom's, the Tom's dramatic, flash. dramatic Flash show. Your your dramatic reinterpretation of the Flash oh, number four. Sure, I can do that. <laughs> <clears throat> Do we need, like, intro music or anything for this? No, I might actually need an issue of Flash number four to remember, so I can... Re- I'm going to do a quick, I'm sure like... it's not sold out. Yeah, it's not sold out. It sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a quick one-minute version, or maybe, like, a 45-second version of the story, with sound effects. With sound effects? I'm going to make it wow. all up right now, so all right. here we go. All right, here we go. Whoosh, whoosh, water, lapping up against the boat. Oh, look, I'm a badass. I'm looking at a guy driving a boat with... I'm going to jump on the boat! Ah! No! Ah! The boat's exploding! Oh, no, it didn't. And it's not drawn that way, though. Uh, hey, there's a new hero in town. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm, I'm the old Flash. I'm the old hero. Oh, cut to a scene where <laughs> I'm wearing Oakley's. Someone's giving me a big check. Making me a big check. Oh, I'm Bart. I'm so angry looking at it. Oh, I wish I wasn't so mopey and I wish I was the Flash. Oh, I used to be the Flash. Ah. Oh, hey, roommate, what's up? Oh, not much. I own a big fancy car and I'm a dick. Uh, you want to go for a test drive? You got shotgun? Where are we going? Straight to hell, boy. Straight to hell. Oh, cut to a scene in a bar called Hell. Oh, that's nice. Look at all these <laughs> extreme women with their tattoos and earrings. And, oh, man, this is awesome. Oh. But there's a girl you really like. Oh, you're sitting on other women. Oh, you don't want to hit this? No, I'm sad and mopey. Oh, that makes me so angry for no reason. Oh, these powers are making me insane. Oh, come on, fellow extreme women, let's leave. Oh, now I'm at the hospital, and they're having tests so they can point out again that there's been other flashes and show pictures of the other flashes. Oh, don't walk away. I fly up and I love you, and you love me too, and I'm going to wear the costume even though I never would. Bam! And now... <laughs> I'm Jake Eric, I'm gonna stop these bank robbers. Why does this bank robber just call me a pimp? Retired this pimp. Boom, explosion. And I'm angry because that guy almost killed the bank robbers. And now we're gonna do another scene, and this is really hard to do for a long period of time to talk this way. Oh, I pushed you out the window, and I'm putting on the costume again, even though I said I never would. I zoom out the window, and then we're gonna bring back an old character that nobody cares about at the end, but actually Tom's pretty excited about. And that's it, that's flash number five. Four. Four. Flash. <laughs> But I ru- hope I didn't ruin the flash for anyone. That's wow. That's uh, the most fanboy you will ever hear us get on yeah, this show. And it's because Tom sincerely is distraught about the direction it's, of the uh, flash. It's better that, it's better that way. <laughs> it's better that... It's funnier. It's funnier. Well, Tom, I'm sure that the flash will get better at some point. And are you going to be the guy that tells us when it's safe to buy it again? Uh, I might drop it. I don't know. <laughs> I when can't was the do last that time, When was the last time you didn't read, read Flash? Read the Flash? Uh, when I was seven. Ooh. Man. <laughs> so Before I started reading comics. Oh. Wow, that's not It'll good. get better, buddy. That's not It'll get good. better. Oh, I'm not worried. All right, well, I tell you what. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about it's some... Um, Everyone's acting let's like... Let's talk about some like promising. It's like somebody died, you know? I'll just pick it up when it starts to get better again. You'll be all right, man. Just... It's okay. Fuck this cancer. <laughs> God, it's killing my brain. Okay, let's talk about uh, some promising superhero work from uh, a very nice uh, young man that we met at Wizard World Chicago. His name is Greg Waller. Um, Sal, why don't you tell the folks about a new series called Magnitude? Magnitude is a five-issue limited series coming from Ape Entertainment. You're not reading that, are you? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Am I not supposed to? No, I was just joking. It's debuting sometime. <laughs> it's debuting in December uh, December 13th. Uh, it will be in next week's previews. And the, fifth, the, the, the first issue cover is by John Byrne. And story by... Uh, uh, wait. Story by <laughs> Greg Waller. Yeah. And art by Greg Waller and Axel Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw the cover today. It was pretty cool. It's um, he, Greg was telling us at Wizard World, if you listen to our Wizard World show... We're looking at it right now. Um, yes. and that it was fantastic. He kind of mentioned, or he told us in, in secret, that he was working on getting John... To do a cover for him, and he but he couldn't talk about it really because it wasn't finalized. And unsurprise, so cool surprise, we said, "How'd that happen?" He's like, "I kind of asked him." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Really?" He didn't like, stab him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't try and poke his eye out with I a spoon or anything. I drawing, but it's covered in anthrax. <laughs> That's what so, you get, brass. Um, so, folks, uh, previews order code is uh, OCT zero six three one two one. Three dollars and fifty cents retail. Yeah. F discount, if that makes any sense. <laughs> F discount. I don't know what that means. Oh, and uh, if you want to check out uh, Magnitude, you can go to VoltageComics.com. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to it. Basically, uh, how Greg described it is just a, a fun superhero comic. And it's kind of bringing back everything that's fun about superheroes. So, uh, now... Bringing it back. Sal, we had uh, kind of sifted through some news stories, which we're going to get to the news later. But uh, you want to talk about a couple things, one of those being uh, Toxic Shock Comics. Oh, yeah. This was just um, a book uh, by a guy, Mike Stornio. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Mike. I, call him Mike I know Mike. Mike. Yeah. Mike but uh, he, uh, this was, geez, I think like two years ago. He, uh, or not, maybe not that long, maybe a year ago. He uh, was asking around if anybody wanted to do a logo for his book, and I did, and so he printed it, and... Uh, it was kind of neat that I had a, my logo on, or a logo I created on his book, Toxic Shock Comics. Um, it's uh, he just sent me some copies of it. and It looked pretty good, and it's 24 pages, black and white. And um, you can check out uh, that at their website, which is I think it's a MySpace slash Toxic Shock. Dot com. If you're out there, or, and you're young, you know what MySpace is. That's right. Hey. If you're hip and cool. I'll, I had the whole... Oh, here it is. MySpace.com slash Toxic underscore Shock underscore Comics. All right, so, Adam, check, check it, out. it out. Are you guys ready for another uh, listener voicemail from the hotline? Sure, I why think not? so. This is from uh, Chris Chavez. Equinox. Hey, guys. This is Chris Chavez, Equinox on the forums. I was trying to find out what your guys' take as far as um, spending habits on mainstream versus independent books. Um, if you feel like there's a need as far as uh, buying a certain amount of independent books, you know, sharing out the love, uh, giving the support for the books, um, or if you're basically your spending habits are just based on, you know, personal taste and you like what you like and buy what you buy uh, based on that. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, you know, love the fact that I got to, to drop the, uh, the F-bomb, uh, you know, via uh, voicemail. No, Tom's not a pussy, but, you know, well, no, okay. Don't know, he, he's man. not. Tom's a cool guy. Anyway, um, have a great time. Uh, good luck with Rucka next week, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Keep up the good work, and uh, uh, hope you guys have a, a great week uh, as well. Bye. 
Oh, that's nice. All right. Well, thank you, Chris Chavez. That was nice. uh So, guys, uh, spending habits, and you know, once again, you know, not that we're comic experts, but I, you know, just our personal spending habits. I'm a comic expert. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys? I, I guess what he's asking is, do you feel a responsibility whenever you say this is my comic budget for the month that I need to put X amount aside for independent books? I just buy whatever I think's good. Yeah, to buy. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't necessarily go well. I have to spend this much on, on independent books because, quite honestly, if it's not good, I'm not going to buy it, regardless right. if it's an yeah. independent book. I mean, sometimes you get that sense of, you know, they need you more than Marvel does, so I should buy their books, but quite honestly, they wouldn't need you so badly if they didn't create books nobody wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I mean, there's plenty of independent books out there that I do read, mm-hmm. but I don't go in thinking I have to spend this kind of money on independent books. You, you don't go in and buy, like, every single cover of Red Sonja? Cause you I don't that. I don't read Red Sonja at all. Well, and I think, I think the, <laughs> quite honestly, <laughs> but, well, and I think the way to look at it is, is, uh-huh. is both ways. You know, just buy what's good, and or, well, not even what's good. What interests you? Well, yeah. Well, what's good to you? Yeah. So you know, don't feel like you have to buy a Marvel or a DC book. But Unless it's, it's Terminators, because we think it's good. Yeah, so you should buy that. <laughs> right. Because we. Well, think it's good. but there is a certain amount of like I'll, you know, whenever I go through, like previews or whatever, and I'll be making my list of stuff I'm buying for that month. And I get to the sort of end of it, and that's where all the independent stuff, and there's stuff in there that I see, and I go, oh, you know, I kind of want to get that. If it's something I really want, I'll go back, you know, but it's sort of out of my budget. I'll go back and maybe cut some mainstream books that... That you're not enjoying? Yeah, Yeah. and and do that kind of thing. So I do feel a little bit of... My my personal purchasing rule that I set is I try every week when I go to the shop to buy one book that I've never read before. And I usually try and make that an independent book. It, It may be, you know, it may be a Marvel or DC book that's been recommended, but I always try and buy one book that I haven't read before. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's the whole point. It's like... I thought you were going to, like, give us some, like, homespun southern... When you boil a frog... (laughs) Don't buy a book that you couldn't trust to make a raft out of if you had a whole box of them. (laughs) Something like that, or, like, boiling a frog. No, I think that's a good... I think that's a good... uh, I mean, you know, because that's sort of what you should try and do is find other stuff that you like. And you know what? Sometimes you buy stuff and you won't like it, but if you don't try other things, you're just going to... Be reading the same old Flash most, books most for of the ten books years. That I, most of the books <laughs> yeah. that I that I absolutely yes, love, will. I would not I would not read if I hadn't you know stepped out and, of my comfort zone and picked up a, you know that book that that first time. Comfort zone. Yeah. So Chris, Chris th- <laughs> so thank you very much for sending in a voicemail on the hotline. We actually have a couple more later on in the show. So uh, I just thought we, we should have we should start a segment called the Comfort Zone where we recommend. Uh, a very high-selling book. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War. Civil, Civil War number four. We hear it's good. Welcome um, to the comfort zone. You'll probably enjoy this. It, so there were, there were Chances a, are. A couple other things well, that uh, um, that you had marked down that uh, that you wanted to chit-chat about. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there was a guy when we were in, in Chicago, at, or when we were in Chicago, when we were at Wizard World Chicago, uh, one night at the bar, a gentleman by the name of Joshua Elders came up to us uh, after hearing us talk, because I'm yammer, yeah, loud when I'm drunk, and who knows what I was saying, who but wants to fight me? No, he, who wants he, uh, to fight me? He had there said is he, no tomorrow. He, he overheard us, and he uh, wanted us to check out his book, 
and uh, he he does a manga book called Mail Order Ninja. And I've read it. I just haven't had a chance to write a review of it or talk about it all. And I just want to kind of mention it um, to give you sort of the the uh, pitch that it's a Tokyo Pop book, and, and basically it's. Uh, Mailer Ninja is every young boy's dream come true. Imagine having an all-powerful ninja to do your bidding. Well, little Timmy has one, and bullies better watch out. So it's sort of a kid's book to some degree, but it's to me what I liked about it was that it was like smart cartoons that, you know, because I have a daughter who's four years old and she loves cartoons, and I hate the cartoons that really are just only for kids because they're boring to me, but there's some really good cartoons out there that are smart enough to right for both kids and adults and a lot of the animated movies you see you know from disney and pixar are the same way where it's there's nothing overt but you know there's stuff in there that a four-year-old just is going to it's going to go over their head but an adult is going to get and enjoy and, and laugh at that kind of thing and this has a sort of the same feel it's it's a a kid's story it's about a little kid who gets picked on and he ends up ordering this ninja through mail order <laughs> and uh and it's funny but there's some some <coughs> sort of slick usage of um almost like drop-ins like when they introduce a new character like a uh you know the the popular girl at school there's like a a tab that comes up and you you know read her profile and it tells you all about her you know and and her quirks and and it was just kind of funny stuff of that so i just wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. you know his book a little bit and mention it and And he actually won he won uh, rising yeah he yeah yeah, he won a contest at tokyo Tokyo pop Pop, uh, rising Rising stars and uh and and won it so I just wanted to uh, to mention it, and like I said, Joshua Elders, I, he wrote it and drew it, and uh, you can check out that at tokyopop.com slash p-36. Mm-hmm. I don't know so why. So mail order ninja, check it out. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, let's uh, hop around here a little bit. Got uh, a couple listener emails. Uh, the first one is from Joe Dunn. It says, hi, my name is Joe Dunn, and I've recently really enjoyed listening to Around Comics for the past two months. Since I haven't heard all the shows, I was wondering if you guys have ever done a show with the top trades slash comics of all time, uh, like a list of each of the panel's top five trades or arcs of all time. I'm a fairly new comic book reader, and it would be great to hear top trades or arcs I could catch up on. Thanks for your time, and keep up the great work on this awesome podcast. So thank you, Joe, for listening. Yeah, thank you. We have We've not got, done... Well, we did the we, one we, show where it was... Uh, it was with uh, Chris Marshall. Comics Chris 101. Marshall, and it was uh, Comics for New Readers. Yeah. And there was... And there was, yeah, it was episode 10, Something I think, like that, or yeah. 14. But, yeah, look up. It was uh, after that because we did it while we started recording. Oh, that. we were here. So it would have yeah. been like episode 16, 17, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's called Comic Books 101 with Chris Marshall from the fantastic Collected Comics Library podcast. And that was basically our recommendations for new readers. And it was right. a mix of great cornerstone uh, stories, but also stuff that's a little bit more accessible. Yeah, yeah, it was real. I mean, hodgepodge of stuff. We threw a lot of different stuff out there, sort of, with the caveats of if you like this, you'll probably like this, that kind of thing. But and I mean, the top five all time. If you know, it's so hard. That kind of thing is so hard to do because it's all subjective. I mean, it's depending. You know, or is it objective? It's subjective. 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 And I always get those confused. Well, you're going to get a lot of the same responses. Watchmen, people, people are going to say Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, no, no, no. Zero hour. <laughs> Zero <laughs> hour. Joke. The Dark Knight and Watchmen are the two that you always hear. Yeah, and I mean, they, it all yeah. depends on your taste. I mean, if you're into, you know, uh, real independent stuff, I mean, there's tons of, you know, mm-hmm. 
like American Splendor or Locus or you know yeah. yeah well the crime stuff that's a whole nother I mean it, it really depends what you want yeah. the best thing you can do and hopefully you have a good comic shop near you is go in there and talk to the manager and if he's a good manager he should be able to help yeah. you out finding stuff that you like we for some reason we seem to find that tell the manager at a comic shop what your favorite movies are and then they yeah. can usually set you in the right in in the right direction you know there are some hardcore comic fans that say well you have to start with will eisner and, and the spirit. Yeah, yeah. You have to go Good and luck. read some hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 English. Yeah. and that's not saying that you know Will Eisner was brilliant and amazing, sure. and and we love Will Eisner. But if you're new reader to the medium, uh, yeah, if you're a new reader to comics, I mean, if you're a, okay, if you like superhero stuff, do we want to just give our top five now? Like, kind of come up with a a list my top 5 favorite of all time or top well, no, 5 if you for new if you readers. were recommending a new to a new reader that's what he said you mm-hmm. know he said comic reader that would be you know i am a fairly new comic reader it would be great to hear top trades or arcs um top he said top 5 trades or arcs of all time yeah i say just know. go listen to the show yeah yeah whatever well, i come up with is just going to be <laughs> gold. the same same stuff I came. Yeah, up. I, I would tough. say if you like I mean, crime, get Sin City. If you like superhero stuff, uh, uh, what's if you up? like crime, you, you, you said that like if you are a criminal, <laughs> if you are a criminal, you would enjoy Sin City. Interested uh, in a B and E. Um, you're a masochist. Uh, you know the the authority or uh, the Ultimates. You know yeah. is a fantastic way to get into you know those characters and yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man being tied into you know Ultimate Spider-Man. The whole Ultimate line is really if good. You like stuff. zombies, Walking um, Dead. If you like knives. Wolverine. <laughs> you know, I, I read, uh, what was the, the first John's uh, trade for Flash? Uh, Blood Will Run? Blood Will Run. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah, many stuff. good comics. It's It would be easier to tell you what not to read. Yeah. Starman is one that, you know, good. Animal Man. You know, it's, yeah. There's a ton of JSA. Good stuff. It's, you can't yeah. swing a dead cat in a comic book store. Come to the shop uh, at yeah. Around yeah. Comics and yeah. go to the top of the stack selections, and there's a bunch of our yeah, past top. But I mean, if you're gonna do like the top five all time, you'd have to say like you know, like I said, Watchmen. <laughs> John Byrne would say the first 100 issues of Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Four. Four. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. You'd have to throw like Mouse in there. You'd have to throw um, maybe. I don't know. Well, you think of collected works, and that's hard because a lot of the great Kingdom stuff, Come, yeah, Kingdom Come. Yeah. Even I think a, I kind of like Kingdom Marvels Come? better than Kingdom Come. So, but that's but I'm Marvel just guy. go into a store so, and just pick whatever looks good to you. Uh, <laughs> By the yeah. cover only. Don't yeah, even I mean, don't open even, it. And if it has two covers, it means it's really awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Tell them that. Yeah, how about um, here? We, how about uh, here's a Cerebus. Here's a quick. There's only 300 issues of that. Good lord. Actually, good intro for Batman fans, and you guys may skewer me for this, but the Batman Hush, I, I thought was, because it had the whole rogues gallery, and it was 12 really just good Batman issues. So, Batman Hush, if you want to get uh, Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd also pick, like, uh, Long Halloween. I love The that, Tim yeah. Sale stuff, because it's they're independent stories that, you know, sit outside of, of any continuity, really, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, great art and really good stuff that you could enjoy. Anybody that likes that kind of character, you know. Spend time on forums. Ask questions. You're going to get good recommendations. Yeah. This is a big thing. Hi, I'm Scott Johnson, illustrator for Marvel's creative department, and I'm currently working on the Tom Cater's action figure. You should all listen to Around Comics. Uh, Here's a listener email from L. Dave. Hey, guys. It's L. Dave. I was just calling because uh, comic books are awesome, podcasts are awesome, and uh, Chris said he would give me 10 bucks. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. 
<laughs> wow, you're a generous guy, giving our <laughs> listeners ten bucks if they call in. And he said he's going to be here on the 14th, so I'm going to have to pay him. Where's up 10 he from? Bucks. Uh, Dave lives on in a south suburb of Chicago. Oh, okay. so we actually met him at uh, uh, Heroes Helping Legends. Last, I wasn't there last week. He, I didn't make. Uh, he didn't buy as many books as I did. So well, nobody did. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> he stocked up on quarter book prizes for the next. Two years. How many? How many comics did you About buy? About 162 books at 20 cents a piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another uh, email. Uh, Hi guys. Just finished listening to the John Byrne interview and have to say it was a thrill to listen to John's views and historical anecdotes. I've always thought of John as one of the greatest pioneers of modern comics. I want to thank you guys for getting this interview on the air. John may be some. Uh, John may get some bad press from time to time, but he's one of the most prolific and consistently great creators that a lot of current creators would take a lesson from. He's a boon to the comic industry, and I look forward to his future works. Around Comics is a great way to get great commentary and insight on the comics of today, and also a great way to get through the work day. Thank Thanks, you, and keep Burr. up the good work. This is what it's all about, is helping people not do work. Helping <laughs> people that's, lose that's, concentration. That's what, what we're about. That's what we're all about. Did we... You, Whenever we were talking about magnitude, did we read the description of the book? Yeah, I did. You, no, you laughed at me. This, no, the full description of the book I didn't on the read second the page. The whole thing, no. Well, I want to read that because talking about John Byrne, Too what late. what a nice guy he was to do that cover for Greg. All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, <laughs> Is this like a stream of consciousness show now, or are we just kind of like going? Magnitude. It's a full-on balls to the wall superhero action adventure, and I've thrown everything and the kitchen sink into it. Tons of superheroes, giant robots, time travel, global nuclear war, and most importantly, the one major thing I think is missing in today's superhero comics, fun. It's about the greatest superhero from the future sent back in time to stop the world's greatest superhero in the present from conquering and destroying the planet and arriving just a bit too late to stop it from starting. So there we go. Uh, pick up magnitude. Um, we've got another listener email here, or voicemail, I should say. Oh, I just wanted to call that in. Not let Tom talk more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that he's handsome and very talented. I am. And they keep up the good work. So I have no idea who that was that sent in. It sounded like whoever it was was at work and didn't want anyone to overhear what they <laughs> what they were singing to the phone. I can't imagine who that could have been. But anyway, he made a lot of really good points. <laughs> Let's talk about it. How how talented am I? Well, five questions for Chris. And <laughs> five things Tom's good at. Oh, hell no. Uh, let's read this next uh, email, which is actually a, a Hey Tom. Hey Tom. Is that a new segment? <laughs> hey, hey Tom. Hey Tom, I just wanted to ask what group or groups you do improv with. Next time I'm in Chicago, I will check out your stuff. I was glad to hear you educate the comic book community. Hey, will you guys shut up? <laughs> See, I was acting. Look, I just, yeah, I'm not mad. How much did you have to pay for that? That's free. That improv is free, guys. I was glad to hear that you. Oh, but seriously, you guys shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I was glad to hear you educate the comic book community about the important difference between improv and stand-up. Uh, he has an amusing racist racist anecdote. What? An Indian guy at a store at a work often calls. Do you think he wants me to read this? I wouldn't read it. No, <laughs> let's not read that. No, I'm sorry. All right. He didn't be edit that out. All uh, right. Anyway, the groups I perform with, um, no one wants to perform with me anymore. Uh, I'm doing a one-man show called... <laughs> You're too talented. I'm too talented. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, performing with God. That's not anything. I perform with a group called the House Appropriations Committee, 
and we <laughs> perform wherever people will allow us to show up. Um, I'm also putting together a show called Black and White Cookie, so uh, keep an eye out for that. I, I'm, I, I fucking hate plugging myself. I feel like <laughs> such a, like a shill right now. All right. Come check out my show and watch watch me make up stuff. I, watch the lazy man's play. <laughs> I don't need a script. Uh, we got another email. Uh, this one says, uh, Fellas, thanks for such a great show. I love the fact that you guys have a great sense of mainstream comics, but also a love of some offbeat stuff that I've heard of and some way out there stuff that I can't wait to read. Great to hear people who care about this stuff as much as I do and who aren't afraid to drop the occasional F-bomb. He means fuck. Oh. I feel like you guys are sitting at my table and drinking my beer which I'd be okay with. If you don't stop talking, they can't really tell you to shut up. If Robbie. If you tell us where you are, we'll, I'll we'll come, come over yeah, and drink your beer. Absolutely. Where are you? I'll come drink your beer and sit at your table. Yeah. yeah, we love comics. Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. Absolutely. And we, we uh, tolerate each other. And you, well, yeah. Sort of. We love each other. I love you, Tom. I love you too, Sal. So. Although you, you guys are on that side of the table. Um, if we, we sit, Sal and I sit on the same side of the table. So we sit in the same chair. Right? This, yeah. <laughs> we sit on. A, they share the we same sit mic. On one of those movie seats that are like the love the, seat, the, the love little seat. love seat that rocks. Sal and I sit back. And All right. Of, our mics are very close. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about some comics. There was a, okay. a neat story, and we will get to the news here in just a little bit. But uh, there was one that didn't make the news, but uh, I think we all want to talk about. And that is Marvel remastering the Essentials, and in the uh, the Tomb of Dracula. What is that? The Volume Four, volume, essentials, volume four yeah. essentials. They released it last year in some blogger, uh, a guy uh, who does a, a blog called um, the Groovy Age of Horror. Um, somebody was asking him about it, and he actually posted some pictures that he scanned in from his own collection. Oh boy, did he! Yeah, and uh, and it seems that they went back. Um, the originals had a lot of uh, bare breasts and uh, Gene Colan art, and he liked to draw women's breasts. Who and, doesn't? Sure. And uh, and uh, Marvel made the decision that when they were releasing the essentials, that they, they were going to cover those breasts up, and they went in and and put shirts on where they didn't exist before, and. Um, Actually, they did a really nice job. Yeah, well, you know, I think that was sort of the key is nobody really noticed until a year later that uh, that it had ever happened. Someone's, well, I, like, I, I someone's like, I know there's breasts in this issue. Somewhere. I remember well, seeing I remember what, winking to them. What happened is, and the way I understand it from the story, is that the first couple volumes of Tomb of Dracula were reprints of the Tomb of Dracula comic, the color comic, and now they've moved into the Marvel magazine, which ah, were the black and white, yeah. more adult-oriented magazine. So wink, wink. it's it's still Gene Colan art, it's still the Tomb of Dracula, but it's, it's a more um, adult-oriented comic. And they had already started the precedent of reprinting the age-appropriate Dracula comics, and now they don't want to throw uh, mature readers only on the essentials. So it was just, I guess, easier for them to go in and draw shirts. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. They're releasing those books so that it doesn't change Anybody the integrity can. of the story, in my opinion. So. Except for the one that's called Breast versus Dracula. <laughs> well, which they, has now yeah. become actually, my, fa- my, my favorite. My, <laughs> my favorite post on the forum was actually I think it was uh, Chris Chavez said, "Man, Mean Gene Colan sure could draw a rack." That he could. <laughs> he, he could. Uh, the man was talented. He could draw, he could draw anything, you know, really. For right. your misogynistic or piggish 
fast as um, whatever. You know, you can't. I mean, you know, Marvel's gonna. <laughs> yeah, of course, they're gonna. What are they gonna do? Release one volume of Essentials that's for adults only? Yeah. And then you know. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense. I mean, if you want to see those breasts that Gene Colan drew, go. Go earn it. Or go, go online. Go to a con and pick up those old issues. <laughs> yeah. Google breasts. But it is interesting. It is interesting that they're doing it, and it, it. The only thing about it is it makes you wonder what else they they may be changing from the original works of any anything else that they put in the essentials you know whether it's commentary or you know uh, not you know unflattering line especially I mean you look at stuff that was you know around you know World War two era um, stuff you know there's a lot of racist stuff in there oh, yeah. and I mean you're wondering if they're changing that or you know I don't know there hasn't really been any other um, but People you know. don't get offended by that. People get offended by breasts. Yeah, yeah. isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, that, that's what that's what kind of struck me from this whole thing is that they're having to clean up something from 1980. It's like, where are we in our society that stuff that that came out 25, well, 26 years ago is is not appropriate anymore? I mean, right. But at the same time, look at it from their perspectives. They're you know, at that time, those books were sold with the understanding that while they didn't say for adults only, the comic shops knew what they were, and, and they had the understanding that they were for adults. An essentials trade is not. I mean, it's it's supposed to be for anybody. And that's the whole point of it. It's beautiful. We we should look at that. And I think it's a shame that any characters in any book have to wear clothes at all. Except, Dracula should be. Except thanks for pulling me out under the bus the from thing. under the bus there, yeah, Tom. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Hulk shouldn't have to. I mean, uh, the thing shouldn't have to wear those tiny shorts. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you breathe. can certainly talk, but you know what? Quite honestly, it's, it's, their, it's, it's, their, it's their property. It's they their can do property, they right? We know. voted it as it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Where's your right. fancy sound yeah, effect for that? Where's the sound effect for it doesn't matter? I don't have a... Cl- you guys, I can start bringing sound effects. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sal, was there anything else on your list of um, uh, Sunday dinner cleanup? Oh, that yeah. you wanted to uh, get out of here before it gets old and moldy? The, grievances, the airing of grievances. Harlan Ellison suing Fantagraphic. I oh, thought it was an interesting yeah. story. Um, oh, Harlan... You know, it's an, you know, I went in and I read a bunch about it because I didn't. I, I mean, I've read Harlan Ellison stuff, but I had no idea what this was about really um, with Fanographics. And, it, and I went and there was a huge, like thirty thousand word article yeah. that this guy wrote uh, for the Guardian, and it really went into the entire history. And this is like a twenty year old yeah. feud between Gary Groth and and yeah. and, and Harlan Ellison. Well, Ellison isn't known for. Not speaking his mind. You know? Certainly. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, and he's also gone to court against the likes of like you know ABC. And, and he wins. And he wins. He does win. And so Fanographics, you know, and after learning more about the history of it and and why the suit was brought up, it's it's almost a mistake by Harlan to do it because now it just it gives Fanographics the ability to turn around and go. Well, see, he's trying to suppress the First Amendment because he's trying to, you know, basically they published this book of, it's a, it's a, it's a book that a guy wrote in France about the the reason why Harlan Ellison never published a, an anthology work that he was working on for a long time with a bunch of other writers, and it's a book about like all the bad things that he did and how he hurt all these writers and I know it's it's biased obviously. Um, it's not like an unbiased report, you know, and so he was trying to get that, un, you know, uh, he was trying to get that stopped from being published, 
Um, and you know, now it just gives Fantagraphics the ability to turn around and go, well, you know, he's trying to suppress a book, you know, and it's like, yeah, but it's about him, and it's not really, yeah, well, kind of, you know, and and it, it goes a long way, but it's an interesting thing that. You know, as much as I like a lot of what Fantagraphics does on the comic book end of things, the you know comic journal and their journalism and the way they do stuff sometimes is you know petty to say the least. I mean, sometimes they you know truly have brought a, a level of integrity to like yeah. comic book journalism that doesn't exist anywhere else. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. pretend like you know our website or what we do is anything like that. Yeah. But at the same time, they turn around and do stuff that's like. Well, silly. I lent you that book that was that series of interviews with creators. Did yeah. You, yeah, you know, and a lot of those were by Fantagraphics, sort of. Right. And you read the interviews, and it's very... Some of the interviews are very good, but then some interviews, as you will through any media source, like, are very much baiting questions, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. try and... And it all depends on the person, and it's not... It's... Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I mean, that's the thing about their, you know, kind of journal- Jim, Jim Gray type. I mean, if you're if you're gonna put yourself out as a journalist, as a true journalist, shouldn't you sort of be unbiased in your reporting of what happens? Otherwise, you're a columnist or uh, you know, uh, you're someone giving your opinion, and it's like they sometimes seem to have agendas well, with their reporting. Sometimes more so. I think they get into the they get into the trap of that. They want to be journalists, but they also want to be successful yeah. publishers. They want to sell stuff. And they stuff also have a yeah. chip on their shoulders about their elitist attitudes, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that work with them that I think sometimes clouds up stuff that they do. Yeah. That isn't necessarily the most pure you know, form, form of journalism. Of journalism yeah. that we should, we should get some folks on from Fanographics and talk with them about it. Kim Thompson it would be an interesting yeah. fellow to have on, but I don't know how willing at this point they are to talk about it because you know it's an ongoing lawsuit. So never talk about a lawsuit. Never. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But it's an interesting. It'll be an interesting story to see what happens with it because, you know. Anytime you get sued by someone like him, it's not a good thing. He's scrappy. All right, guys, I think we have that wrapped up. Let's uh, move over to the news desk. It is time for Wire to Wire Comic News. These are your top stories for the week of September 18th, 2006. Jeff Smith, creator of the indie title Bone, announced the first leg of a year-long Bone World Tour to promote the release of the Color Bone volumes across Europe and North America. Smith's company, Cartoon Books, which licensed the color rights in the U.S. to Scholastic Books in 2005, has now found publishing partners in Greece, Spain, France, the U.K., Norway, Italy, and French Canada there will be tour stops in all of those countries. Scholastic, under the imprint Graphics, has sold over 1 million copies of the Color Bone editions to date. For Jeff Smith's full tour schedule, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Warner Books and DC Comics announced that novelist Brad Meltzer has become the first author to top the New York Times bestseller list and Diamond Comic Distributors' top 100 sales chart simultaneously. To celebrate, Brad Meltzer has decided to go on a U.S. book tour. Meltzer's new thriller, The Book of Fate, which debuts atop the New York Times list on September 24th, features a decade-old presidential crossword puzzle, a disturbing secret buried in Masonic history, and a 200-year-old secret code in 
and vetted by Thomas Jefferson. Issue number one of Meltzer's Justice League America, which tells the story of the reformation of the world's greatest superhero team, anchored by Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, is the overall top comic book in both dollars and units in Diamond Comic Distributor's top 300 sales chart for the month of October. For Brad Meltzer's complete tour schedule, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Mark your calendars and book your travel reservations. Next Thursday, September 28th, is the gala opening of Fanographics 1976 to 2006 at the Society of Illustrators in New York. This massive art exhibition features over 100 original pieces by dozens of authors published by Fanographics over the last 30 years. Artists including Daniel Klaus, Gilbert Hernandez, Jamie Hernandez, Chris Ware, Peter Baggy, Jim Woodring, Joe Sacco, Ivan Brunetti, Tony Millionaire, Bill Griffith, Frank Frazetta, and many, many more. It will be an amazing show with many iconic pieces from Fanographics history. The exhibition runs September 27th through October 21st at the Museum of American Illustration at the Society of Illustrators at 128 East 63rd Street, New York, New York. According to the Los Angeles Times, Johnny Depp is set to play the lead character in the film adaptation of Arvid Nelson's Rex Mundy. Jim Ools, who adapted Fight Club, will write the screenplay based on the comic series, which has recently moved from Image Comics to Dark Horse. Depp will both star and produce the film through his Infinitum Nile, or Infinite Nothing, production company. C.B. Sobolski unleashes martial arts horror with Drain, the first in a slew of new projects from the writer. With a never-before-seen mix of history, mythology, and the supernatural, writer Sobolski and acclaimed Japanese illustrator Sana Takeda bring you Drain, an exciting new series about ninjas, vampires, and one-woman centuries-spanning quest for vengeance. Debuting in November from Image Comics, Drain follows the story of Chinatsu, a woman whose life is irrevocably changed when her and her ancient clan of Japanese assassins is ravaged by vampires. Rather than take her life, Chinatsu was turned and left as a witness to the fate of her clan in order to spread the legend of the vampires in Japan. Drain is an ongoing martial arts horror series available for pre-order now in the September previews. The first issue of this full-color series will retail for $2.99, and it's scheduled to be in stores November 15th. This November, Image Comics debuts The Nightly News, a politically and socially aware comic book that is sure to raise eyebrows from the comics world. Already being compared to the comics work of indie legend Brian Wood, The Nightly News is the debut book for creator Jonathan Hickman, who handles all the writing, art, lettering, and coloring himself. It's true, asked Hickman. I wrote it, then drew it, colored it, lettered it, rewrote it, and then redrew it. My wife said that if I didn't stop, she was leaving, so I corrected the typos. That's code for rewrote it again and stopped. The book features a completely different aesthetic than most comic books on the shelves. Aside from its design, almost the entire book is comprised of double-page spreads. It looks really cool, says Hickman. Art style is obviously very important to any comic, but with the nightly news, I really wanted to bridge the gap between traditional comic art and graphic design. Plenty of books recently have tried to do this. I think this might be the first one to get it right. The Nightly News, number one, is a six-issue full-color miniseries available for advance orders in September previews, and the first issue hits stores November 1st and retails for $2.99.
celebrated comic book creator and illustrator Neil Adams, who has built his bi-coastal advertising production company, Continuity Studios, in one of the industry's top pre-production, pre-visualization, and conceptualizing studios, has launched Buzzworthy, a production company focusing on Adams' feature film projects as well as the finalization of advertising campaigns where pre-production creative was initiated by Continuity. Adams says, Buzzworthy represents a natural evolution of the work we do here at Continuity Studios and for our animated feature project activity. We are excited to launch Buzzworthy as a standalone motion capture production operation dedicated to our expanding feature and commercial slate. Adams Continuity Studios is also the CGI creative force that produced the popular Nasonex television campaign that features the endearing and enduring 3DB. These have been your top headlines. For the full version of these and other stories, go to www.aroundcomics.com, your source for the best in comics news, reviews, and opinions. And those are your top headlines for the week. We're going to go over them right now. And our, our our guest just gets up, walks I'm away from the table. Trying to introduce you, man. Okay. Uh, okay. Joining us for the Hi. second half of the show Hi. is our good friend Hi. and the artist of Scar Tissue Hi. and various other titles. Hi. And pound for pound, the best sketch artist around, Mr. Dave Wachter. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hi. Hello, Dave. How's everybody doing? Just wonderful. I'm doing even better now that I've got my Nick Fury Black Widow sketch. Good. That's awesome. I will post it on the forum. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Do you You're have a welcome. website you want to plug right away? Dave, DaveDrawsComics.com. Yeah. You yeah. missed the bullpen bulletins plug. message you there earlier when they Yes, you have to show, say like, Dave Draws Comics eight times in 30 seconds to match the But you have to make it into like a you know intelligible stream of... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Je- Jeff Smith is going on a world tour. Um, so I guess Who's good, that? good for Jeff Smith. It, um, <laughs> I like that. Good for you, sir. <laughs> good for it shouldn't you. be called a world tour unless he actually goes everywhere. Where is he going? You know, Wait, here, Greece, Spain, France, UK, Norway, Italy. That yeah. sounds like a world Sounds tour. like yeah, a wait little a Eurocentric. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to this list. Greece, Spain, France, UK, Norway, Italy, and French Canada? He's, he's big <laughs> there. Bone's big. Quebec? If anybody doesn't know, uh, Jeff Smith I, created Bone. Quebec? Yes. Uh-huh. Millions of copies. Actually, over a million copies. I like Jeff sold. Smith. So. Yes. So, Congrats uh, to you, sir. Uh, for the full list of his schedule for the world tour, you can go to www.aroundcomics.com. So he's not <laughs> coming to the U.S.? Uh, I'm sure he'll be in the the full schedule's in around comics. Go so right. check it out. I go look. Um, Finish up um, Captain Marvel and the Monster Society. <laughs> Warner Books I'm and DC Comics um, have announced that Brad Meltzer is the greatest writer ever. <laughs> yeah, he, and um, he actually there was a, a orphanage burning earlier in downtown Chicago this week, and Brad Meltzer ran saved in and all? saved every. In between his book tour, he and he gave them a signed copy of. Uh, <laughs> of Book of Fate. I what, what is that book? book of I, I, 
I like Brad Meltzer. Yes. So, I, I yeah. felt so so bad because Brad Meltzer's had two signings I in Chicago on Monday. One was like two o'clock in the afternoon downtown. Yeah. I work out in the suburbs, so I couldn't I make could it. I could have gone to that. And then the one, I didn't. And, yeah, and then he was uh, up nice in Winnetka, which yes, is a far north Some suburb. Brad friend I didn't anywhere. make it to that either. So Brad Meltzer came through Chicago, had two book signings, and I didn't make either and one I of them. Brad I don't I feel bad because I'd never read his books. Okay. So did you never read Identity Crisis? Yeah, but he wasn't signing for those books. I, I mean, his, books, read his novels. I should. So. I'm sure he would have. Been I do get his me. emails though. <laughs> Thanks for the spam, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do love I, 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 Infinite Crisis. Is that what it's called? No, Infinite? Identity. Identity Crisis. Uh, I absolutely love that, and I like what he's doing on JLA. So, but hey, hell of an accomplishment. Number one on New York Times book, top ten, and or was it? Number he one? was uh, JLA was number one also. Yeah, yeah JLA was That's number one amazing. on Diamond and. Well, you know he. It's good because he seems like someone who really likes what he does, right. and when you hear him talk, he's obviously very excited to did, do uh, what he does. Did did anybody so hear? That's cool to hear someone who's that, that DC podcast of. Uh, it was. It was about um, fans who became writers yeah, or creators, and he was and he, yeah, it was really interesting to listen to him and uh, um, was it Mark Wade that. Is friends with him. He I think. was roommates with Judd Winnick. Judd Winnick. That's right. That's oh, what yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And it was an interesting uh, well, listen. He, he told it's that like great Al story. Gore and um, and uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Lee Jones. Well, he, <laughs> he told that he told that story about when they offered him Green Arrow and the guy <laughs> said, "Do you want to do Green Arrow?" And he's like, "If you're lying to me, you just you're gonna yeah totally don't destroy yeah. me. Don't, don't say it me. unless you mean <laughs> it. Yeah, don't yeah. say it unless you mean it, or you're gonna completely yeah. destroy me." And the guy had already been an accomplished novelist, you know, at that point. But you know, he loves comics and. And that's uh, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, mark your calendars for September 28th, which uh, this is coming out on what the 24th, 25th. So you've got three days. Six. Fanographics is uh, if you're in the New York area, they have uh, an exhibit that is. Uh, I guess it's starting on the 27th, going through the 21st. So it's going to be at the Museum of American Illustration at the Society of Illustrators at 128 East 63rd like Street in New York. So uh, go out and check out all that great fanographic stuff. Hopefully, uh, Harwin Ellison won't be there. I, it sounds like a <laughs> Here comes Line Man, and here comes Joe Inker. No, listen to, I mean, some of the artists that they're going to show. It's Daniel Close, Gilbert Hernandez, Jamie Hernandez, Chris Ware, Peter Bagg, Jim Woodring, Joe Sacco, Ivan Brunetti, Tony Millionaire, Bill Griffith, and then the list gets a little less. You think Tony Millionaire? I think that's (laughs) his real name. Sure, Tony those guys at the bottom of the list of I mean, it, got, it got shortened down from uh, well, Frank uh, Frazetta. Frank Frazetta is at the end of the list. Yeah, that, Tony Millionaire is an exclamation uh, point. Oh yeah, an Ellis was, uh, Island special. Yeah. Tony about, Millionaire. Tony what Millionaire. What about Frank Frazetta? Nothing. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. So if you're in the new New York area, uh, definitely go check that out. It should be some amazing stuff and. Uh, check out the full story <clears> for that uh, little shindig of theirs uh, on the 28th. The get uh, together, the soiree, if you will. <laughs> uh, now we have. Uh, I'm totally lost here. Uh, 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 Ron Martz. Ron Martz is doing a book uh, first. His first creator-owned book from Desperado Publishing and Image yeah. Comics, Russian, Russian Sunset. Sunset. Thanks for picking me up, Sal. Oh, you betcha, buddy. That's what we're <laughs> That's what here, here for, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like our own. Team. Justice League, podcast. right here. Wow. Podcast League. <laughs> the <laughs> Podcast League of Chicago. PLC. <laughs> I actually I saw... Um, it doesn't have a real good ring PLC. to it. PLC. Plick. Plick. So, plick. 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 so if you're a Ron Mars fan, uh, he's, he's got, some, a got some new stuff coming out. 
here's something that... And if you hate Ron Mars, ignore it. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited about this next story. And uh, Sal and I, we talked about that uh, this week. You said it was quite possibly one of the most important announcements ever. That's why uh, I did to you on last week's oh, yeah. show. So. <laughs> yeah, last week. I didn't say that. I said it was, hey, did you, you know, I said, hey, it's kind of interesting. Johnny Depp's going to be in Rex Mundy. Very cool. He's going to play oh, the yeah. character uh, cool. uh, Rex Mundy. He's going to produce it. And, and there's. Um, Not only is he is he going to be in it, he's. Uh, Producing it? Yeah. It's, um, I think I said that. I, you just said. Um, but <laughs> hey, the interesting... um, I think he's producing it. Oh, thank you, Tom. I heard it's that really he's sad. also going to be in it. Oh, well. <laughs> like as acting. Like the, he's going to be doing some acting now. The interesting thing about the story is, is that it gonna it, be a script? it's been in... Uh, I think he'll write it. it, it <laughs> the plans for it have have gone back almost four years where, where they first started wanting to make a film out of it. And then about two years ago is when Johnny Depp got involved. And they've kept it really hush-hush. And I'm wondering, because Eric J., one of the mm-hmm. original co-creators of that book... Is off the book now. Is off the book now. And, it's and changed I'm, publishers. I'm, and we talked to him at Wizard World briefly mm-hmm. um, about that and why, uh, you know, they broke up. And he, you know, had said it was... it was re- There were reasons that it was either they quit working on the book together or they no longer become friends. Yeah. Or they no longer stay friends, I should say. And, you know, it's kind of a cryptic answer. But I'm wondering if it had anything to do with this... Movie deal, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually uh, planning on talking with Eric uh, on the 14th because we're going to be uh, uh, the signing that we're putting together. Len Cody is going to be here, and Len is working with Eric on Cisco Kid right. at Moonstone. So I think uh, we may try and give uh, give Eric a call and talk to him about Rex Mundy. But yeah, he basically, you know, uh, it was just that he said it mm. was either work on the book and in the friendship or keep. Why does the he keep repeating what I say? I'm like I don't say it clearly enough. Well, I do think I not? It's just your words are so from valuable they need to be repeated. From what I understand, what happened was they were in Great a situation where all right, all right. If they continue. Anyway, to anyway, on, anyway. <laughs> if you haven't read Rex Mundy, there's three trades of it now, and it's oh, really cool. good stuff. Great art, and and go check it out before the movie hits. It's so right. good. There, it's there's so three good. trades. If anybody wants to loan it to me, I will so It's so good. It's so good. It will tear will your friendship apart. I will loan it the first one to because you. Because they have the new, uh, the new series. Ones. The image book is coming out now right. from, from issue one, and I got that, and it seemed really interesting. Are you but sure it's, it's like, your image? I will no, bring you Dark the first. I only yeah. have, oh, is it Dark Horse? Dark I have the first two trades, but the second one's Chris's, so I can't borrow that one to you, and I haven't read it yet. I just didn't really know what was I'm going on. I'm actually in the middle of the third trade, which um, <laughs> actually, it's actually in my bag right now. Maybe it's the third one. Oh. I haven't read one goddamn page of it. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. Kudos Good to you, Mr. Depp. C.B. Sobolski is going to be working on... I love on that name, Sobolski. Sobolski. C.B. Sobolski. I wonder what his first and middle name is. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting if it was like... C.B. Millionaire. It's Sobolski B. Sobolski. Hey, that's my name, all right? Sobolski B. Sobolski. <laughs> okay, working that on a new book a called Drain from Image Comics. It's an exciting new series about ninjas, vampires, and one woman's century-spanning quest for vengeance. <laughs> so, uh, CB's a great guy. Really like the stuff that he's been doing. Uh, yeah, he's Marvel. Right. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. So, uh, <laughs> if you're interested in uh, vampires and ninjas, check out uh, no. Drain from Image Comics. I hear, it's, comics. It, I hear it's about ninjas and vampires. All right, that joke's already... Are they vampire uh, ninjas, or is it just vampires and ninjas? Separate. Completely separate? Yeah. Like, are the ninjas vampires or vice versa? I don't or, know. Or, or we'll have to read it to find out. Do you think your training is different if you're already a vampire and you enter into ninja school? Rather than if you you're a, a ninja vampire. and then become a vampire. <laughs> Which would be more... Which who would more? win in a fight? 
a ninja that become a vampire or a vampire that trained to be a ninja. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. wow. That's the kind Wrap of your insight around that, that you will my friend. Hear, hear at Around Comics. <laughs> Is that the new gentlemen. next news story? Vampire <laughs> oh, Ninja beats Okay, ninja another, another, another preview Ugh. that we're looking at from Image is the Nightly News. A politically Ooh. and socially aware comic book that is sure to raise eyebrows from the comics world. This well, looks good. Yeah, this guy's already being good. compared to Brian Wood, which is a pretty high compliment in my, in my sure. book anyway. So, uh, Unless yeah. they're comparing it to... Uh, Supermarket number four. <laughs> 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 hey, oh, friends, everyone! Oh, hey, oh, up there. <laughs> no, he didn't! Oh, uh, snap. That was your top of the stack. I'm going to retire <laughs> this pimp. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Tom and I were talking earlier that whenever something's really bad, we're just going to refer to it as being Flash number four bad. Retire this pimp. Uh, Okay, and our last story is uh, about celebrated comic book creator, illustrator, Neil Adams. Tom's favorite guy. (laughs) I love Neil Adams. You just hate... He's, His pseudoscience. He's a, he's a shitty scientist. Well, he, <laughs> just like I'm a stop. shitty artist. I mean, so they're they're he is launching or spinning off a company called Buzzworthy Buzzworthy out of uh, Continuity Studios. So uh, it's good to see that uh, Neil Adams. Still it's going to be a. a, a what kind of company is it going to be? Feature film project, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. feature film. Yeah, well, it's, well it's, it should be good. Mm-hmm. He's an extremely creative person. <laughs> All right, I got to ask you, Tom. I I mean, not that I I disagree with you at all about, you know, he's not a scientist. Yeah. And he hasn't really done the work to kind of go out there and, and, but at the same time, has he really pushed himself as such? I mean, to me, it was just like kind of an idea he had, and he did a a webcomic about it, and now people ask him about it. So he talks about it. It's not like he goes out going, well, I think that these guys are, you know. But he does. This is how cults and religions get started. It's a little L. Ron Hubbard, but (laughs) not to that. that I mean, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know anything about science. He's not jamming it down anyone's throat, but he wants to. But is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking that. Here's the thing that bothers me about it is you can't have it both ways. You can't say this is what I think, and put it out there. And then when people criticize you, say, well, I'm not trained in science. Well, then, okay, that's it. That's It's like if I went out there and I was like, this is what I think about medicine, and you should all do this, and then someone asked me about it, and my defense is, well, I'm not a doctor. Well, that's not a do defense. Do you know about psychology, Tom? <laughs> Tom Cruise, yeah. Do you? Do you? It's a sham. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I, he's... He has every right to believe whatever he wants to believe, but he also has to accept criticism. But I think he uh, has to oh, some degree, and no, I think yeah. I think he's I he's. I don't think he's like some sort of weird cult leader. I just okay. No. I was well, just surprised I, 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 by I, your like really aggressive. I just, hate you know, I just really hate science. I think a lot of I think in, I'm gonna get up on my soapbox now. I think one of the things in America that public schools have sort of let down students the most is is critical thinking. Where a lot we've replaced critical thinking with the idea that everything's okay and that everyone has a everyone's like a, opinion is just as valid as anyone, anyone else's, no matter but how ignorant they it are. It is of a until subject. it gets proven wrong, and I, that's just the, what bothers me the most about pseudoscience. I have no problem with Neil Adams. Okay. He seems like a really nice. I guy. mean, my only issue with it is that to me, it's like without imagination, there isn't the seed of. You know, creation and yeah, and explain and, and yeah. I understand your point of view, but it's like if 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 people don't 
just come up with some wild theory. And I understand you have to take the, pr- the process yeah. of then taking that and turning it into yeah, a scientific, it, scientific theory. I understand that point. But retested, yeah, which is not... At the same time, it's not like Neil Adams is trying to, like, you know... No, I mean, he's not the reason why... I mean, he's just... If you just, me, like, bash somebody because they come up with a wild idea, then people well, are going to stop coming up with wild it's ideas. Just, I don't think I... I wouldn't say anything anyone does is... I mean, so I'm sure some people bash him. It's just when he puts it out and then says, well... That's the way you think because you're a scientist. I mean, that's not really that's not a defense for your viewpoint. I mean, and he seems like a really nice guy, and he I think he really <laughs> he really genuinely believes what he does, and I don't think he does it for attention. Is there any validity like to his ideas? No, there is none no, whatsoever. I mean, the laws of physics and biology. Even I mean, though there are like I know that there are some scientists in Australia that are actually studying some of the things, some of the ideas that he has. Come up with to break it down. What his theory requires is for you. Everyone's falling asleep now (laughs) as we become a pseudoscience. (laughs) It's sort of you have to you have to believe that our understanding of matter and antimatter is completely wrong. That when matter meets antimatter, that something will appear, and that's where all this stuff that's filling up the inside of the Earth comes from, which goes against everything we've observed about the physical universe. And a lot of his theories about But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's 100% incorrect. Just because it's what we know at this point. I mean, at one point in time... uh, He's wrong. But here's the thing, though. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm not not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the way it goes when a scientist is that you observe something, and then you you, you create theories as to why that happens. But he has nothing... He's not observing something and then saying, hmm, I wonder why... Okay, maybe this is why that happens, because that would explain I don't know. I mean, I've looked at his stuff, and he has. Here's here's the thing, though. Have you really read his theories? It's backwards logic. It's backwards logic. You start by saying, here's a dinosaur bone. A dinosaur bone is the same density as our bones, but I think the Earth was one quarter the size. How do I fit that? Instead of the obvious answer that the Earth has been the same size and that dinosaur bones... Dinosaurs could still exist because of biological reasons. Yeah. You take it and you say, how do I fit this into my, what my viewpoint is? And it's like, well, obviously, the Earth must have been smaller because dinosaurs couldn't be as big as they are and still have the same bone density. It's sort of like a really well-meaning but backwards way of looking at what you observe in the world is to like make it fit retroactively. To what you want. All right. So, well, and now that we became a well, science I tell podcast, you what, it, for, hey, listen, for, for, for NPR Science yeah. Friday is on every Friday <laughs> with Ira Plato. <laughs> Check it out; it's a good podcast. I, I, I will suggest this: fun, if, though, if yeah. people want to have any idea what the hell go to his we're talking about, uh, yeah. go to his website and read yeah. it. Check but it I actually listened to uh, one of our buddies, uh, John Centris's Word Balloon interview with Neil Adams, which you can go to wordballoon.com and just do a search for Neil Adams yeah. and fantastic interview fascinating guy yeah. and they do get into his theory. <laughs> read, so. it, read it yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, and and it, you can interesting out. stuff. So, uh, Alright guys, that, yeah. uh, that is Wire to Wire News. That means it is time for Top of the Stack. Top, top of the, top stack. Of the stack. Stack, stack, stack. That's right, it's Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. And Sal? Yes. Oh, he pointed at you. You know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. Top of the Stack is brought to you by King Tractor Press. Don't miss two fantastic new titles from King Tractor Press. 
Family Bones and Devil Water, both available in the September issue of previews. Family Bones is based on the true story of the oldest married couple on Missouri's death row. Written by Sean Granger, with art by Orlando Baez and Kenneth Landgraf. Devil Water number one is the horrific and comedic story of Henry Hill's encounters with outlaws, demons, angels, and religious fanatics in the Old West. Written by Stephen Barr, with art by Tileman Cheney, and covered by Harold Rowland. Ask your local retailer for Devil Water number one and Family Bones number one today. For more information about these exciting new books, visit www.kingtractorfilms.com. All right. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you, King Tractor. John Suntress, who? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We, uh, thank you so much. We actually have a ding, 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 a listener top of the stack. <laughs> yes, we do. Ding, ding, ding. So that's my new sound effect. That's your new sound effect. That's horrible, isn't it? All right, let's, uh, let's take a listen. Hey, Round Comics. This is Stephen Cohen. Bond 89 on the forum. Uh, I'm just calling in to give you guys a top of the stack on 52 week 19. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will tell you that uh, there are three storylines that get some attention this week. We have the uh, Supernova storyline, which gets a few pages and involves a conversation between Supernova and Wonder Girl. Uh, we also have some development in the Space Hero storyline with Archbishop Lobo, which uh, I don't really believe that Lobo's gone to the religious side. Uh, and then the main part of the story this week is the Booster Gold storyline, or I guess Booster Gold Jr., or I don't know, it's a, it's a time paradox because he's his descendant or his ancestor. I don't know, headache. Uh, and uh, we get some pretty interesting revelations in that one. The last few pages especially are interesting concerning one character in particular, and it's probably not the one you think. Uh, all in all, it wasn't a great issue. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it three Tom Caters out of five. Uh, all right, that was my copy of stack. Friday night, so I'm gonna go get drunk. Bye. Yeah. 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 So uh, I picked that last week too. Three Tom yes, Caters out of five. Yeah. We're, we're judging books on the number of Tom, Tom Caters, Caters we give them. In it. Five. I, I, <laughs> I just want to know if he didn't think it was a great book, why did he pick it for top of the stack? Maybe that was yeah. the best one. That was. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe that was the best. One. <laughs> that's a good yeah, point. David <laughs> the back. He, he, he could be a very, very, very a very discerning comic right. book fan. So there thank you, go. thank you very much for sending yeah, that in. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Um, Tom, Sal, would you guys like to go now, or Dave and I can go because we picked the uh, same book. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would, I'd like to go. Tom you always steps up the. I step up the plate. I'm gonna pick uh, Checkmate number six. <clears throat> Yay! Wow. Yay! And I feel good doing it because Greg Rucka isn't on this week, so I don't feel like a kiss, kiss ass. Kiss ass. Suck up. Pick the fucking creator's <laughs> book every week. Who's on this week? Who's so on this week? Book. I love the book. Uh, <laughs> I'm holding a flash toy in one hand while I'm like I'm waving it around. Uh, what I loved about the book. Start uh, reading Heroes for Hire. Heroes for Hire. Uh, this week, what was great about it was um, you can really start to see where Greg Rucka I think wants to take this book is that it doesn't necessarily have to be about into a novel. Into a, yeah, there were no Stop. pictures this week. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Rose, hello. Hey, I. Sorry, I'm taking them to task on that when we have my... That's uh, right. I'll, I'll duke it out with you, too. All right. Duke it out. Well, anyway, uh, 
Okay, I lost my train of thought. He's taking it where someplace where it doesn't necessarily have to focus on the checkmate characters per se, and he brings in the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. which is a group of sort of B-list villains from the DC universe, like Icicle and I wouldn't consider Mirror Master B-list, but some people <laughs> I know that's why you're picking this because it's got freaking flash ropes and in javelins. It. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> no, but it was good, and oh. it was you know it's it's only going to be a two-part storyline about mm-hmm. characters that they haven't really focused on, but it fits into the whole plot of Checkmate. That's and some Suicide Squatters that are yeah. pretty much pissed at Amanda Waller. Yeah, pissed at the wall. It fits. So. It fits into the whole storyline. Is that your pet name for? That's, the wall. That's, that, that's, the they, wall. that's their pet name for it. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a really interesting book. All right. I think that's the second time. Is that the second or third time we've picked Checkmate? Is uh, second time, I believe. Maybe the third time. We may have had a guest pick it. Uh, like I said, whenever I picked it, Rucka is making me care about characters that I've never given a crap about and before. Javelin has the best line about Icicle, where he says something. Icicle says Javelin's just... Captain Boomerang with javelins, and then Javelin says, you're just Captain Cold, except no one gives a shit about you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which is funny for people to enjoy that. So, it had, you know, it was good. Check check it out. If you're you're a Queen of Country fan, and you like superheroes, Checkmate is a really easy book to move to. That would be a really easy move to make. It's espionage and political intrigue and superheroes. The comfort zone. Sal, what you got this week? Um, uh, Union Jack number one uh, of four. It's a mini. It's a, <coughs> the first issue of a mini series uh, from Marvel, and um, it's uh, Kristen Christos Gage, Mike Perkins pencils. Um, this is sort of reminding me when I was reading this book. It, it sort of rem- reminded me a bit of a Greg Rucka espionage book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know... Uh, it's MI5. It's MI5. It's, you know, British uh, intelligence. They come to uh, to, to Joey, the new uh, Union, uh, Union Jack, because there's a uh, uh, imminent terrorist attack going to happen uh, in London, and everybody else is sort of out of town or busy on some other mission. Uh, so he puts together this... Or they kind of put together this ragtag group of... Uh, of Agents, uh, one being a shield agent. Uh, I can't think of her name. It's like four words long. Yeah, uh, Val- V or Valerie. Yeah, Valerie, yeah. whatever. And then uh, a couple of other other. Interesting Which I thought it was really cool is that they moved her to London because she is one of Fury's, Fury's yeah. friends, and they basically just you know put her right. as far away from Siberia. the states as yeah as she could. Uh, yeah. But there was also a character called Sabra, who is a Israeli superhero, and then a character called the Arabian Knight who is an Arabian superhero, obviously, and they don't get along very well, and it and, and it sort of reflected um, feelings, obviously, you would have between Israelis and, and Arabs um, in, in the world today. Um, and I, I really liked that part of the book, that they, they played on that a little bit um, and sort of showed uh, how, the, you know, even though that not all Arabs are terrorists, certainly. Are they freedom haters? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. But... <laughs> It's, it's hard to separate mm-hmm. one from the other because it's become... It's like Cub fans know. and Sox fans. Yeah, sort of. Uh, except <laughs> not nearly as foolish. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's it was just a fantastic art. Perkins' stuff is just awesome. Uh, perfect for this kind of book. Um, I really like what they're doing with Union Jack now. They've made him... Uh, and it started in Brubaker's run on Captain America, his latest arc. Um, they really made him a, uh, a solid character. Frontline-worthy yeah. character. And... Um, it was just a, a real good, you know, 
story, and uh, I really liked it. It was good action, great art. Could you see this going beyond <clears throat> a four issue? Do you think I don't. I don't. Character? I don't know if really. I mean, as much as I like Union Jack, I don't know if you could do it ongoing with him, only because it, it tends to end up like the same thing with with Captain Britain or Vanguard, where it's just. It's Captain America in another country is what it kind of ends up being. But if you did do it in this sort of way where you're you're more um, dealing with you know the intelligence agencies, if they make it an espionage, an espionage book, book starring it, Union it, it Jack, it could be more yeah. interesting. Yeah. And maybe you could do um, an ongoing with it. I was really impressed. I don't know Christos Gage. I, I, I honestly don't know what else he's written. But I was really impressed with the writing and especially the dialogue in this. And Perkins' art is super solid. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm so. going to pick it up now. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's good. And I think it, 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 it could Sorry, be really... I was, kind of waiting. I was waiting to hear what people thought about it because I was kind of like, ah, I've never really heard of the, the writer. Well, like, like ah. I had said, when, when I was reading it, I, it, it kind of reminded me of, of a Greg Rucka book, like a Checkmate yeah. or Queen and Country because of the, the espionage angle and how they... It's, all, it's a spy week. It's yeah, a, yeah, it is yeah, really. Which is crazy because I'm the espionage spy guy, and I am not doing a spy Any book. spy books. And you guys are. But, yeah, it, it I wouldn't call it the Marvel version of Checkmate because Checkmate is so much more involved than this. Yeah. This is just a good oh, espionage yeah, yeah. This action. The funny it's, thing is when I first started reading it, because I had just picked up the Union Jack trade that was done by John Cassidy, mm-hmm. and I can't think of who wrote it. Um, and I read that, and... The beginning of this is like almost uh, a direct connection from that book, and I was disappointed. I'm like, oh geez, they're just gonna keep doing what they did in the, the last vampire trade. honey. Yeah, the vampire, yeah. and and but then they did. It was completely different. That they just yeah. sort of used that to uh, to set up the the rest of the story, and that I, I really was impressed by that. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, Dave and I have yeah. the same top of the stack. What? And I was what? actually really glad because it. Uh, I was really kind of scared about talking about this book because okay. it was so good yes. that I was not going to be able to do it justice. Yes. So, uh, Dave, why don't you uh, tell everyone what we're so excited about. All right. Um, I'll grab another copy for these two jokers to look at. All right. Well, it's the new hardback graphic novel from Brian writer Brian K. Vaughn called Pride of Baghdad. And the art is by Nico Henrikan? Henrikan? Sorry, Nico. Henrichon? Sorry, Henrikan. And basically, it's it's based on a true story <laughs> about a um, four lions that were in the Baghdad Zoo who escaped during the American invasion of Iraq. And uh, he basically takes that true no, event. Li- liberation. Uh, did the lions liberation. What, what did I say? Freedom? What did I say? <laughs> okay, George W. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, you said invasion. <laughs> some we invaded fascists. so that we could liberate. There you you go. have to invade <laughs> first. Um, and uh, so it's based on a true story, but then it um, you know, gives the lion's personalities and, and uh, um, basically weaves a tale of, of the you know their time after they escape from the from the zoo. Yeah. And my first impression of this book is it's absolutely gorgeous. It is. And we'll just call him yeah. Nico because we're having trouble with his last name. Uh, he did uh, uh, Barnum, by the way, the uh, the P.T. Barnum. As with Chankin? Was it Chankin that wrote that? I the, think so, yeah. The Barnum 19th at, century. Bar- yeah, 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 Barnum as a, as a secret agent. Yeah. Chankin. This, that's the other work that he's done. Okay. So, uh, so check out. I'm <laughs> going to order Barnum. But it is an absolutely 
vivid, gorgeous, lush book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come up with some more rich ad- adjectives for this. But it's it, yellow. It, Luscious. Oh, different scenes are different colors. Yeah, yeah. But color it's beautifully is, painted. Yeah, uh, color and, is a big part of setting moods um, in this book. I could probably get my girlfriend to read that. Um... Yeah, no, don't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, just don't, don't say. Just don't say it's like the Lion King. No, because it's, like the Lion King. It, it's yeah, it's like the Lion King with a rape scene in it. You know, it's I, oh, a lion gets raped. Yeah, actually, Jesus yeah, Christ. It's and, a, and, I, yeah. and I don't, I, I do not want to give away. It's a bunch not of this the happy. Book. It's not like all the animals are going to bow down for it's the. Lion. It's, it's not a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie. It's a. It's yeah. It's very serious piece of work she likes Brian, um, and it's Brian about Bonds. you know it's about war it's about freedom and it's about yeah, yeah what what it what is freedom? and this is based on it well slightly based on a true story because there were two <laughs> two lions that escaped four from lions. was it four yeah. it was four lions okay yeah. i thought it was two but um that escaped from the baghdad right yeah, it's that's pretty and it just basically that takes that and, and turns that into their mm-hmm. their journey is the part that he's made like, up you know, the event the, is the, real the but journey home you know about the sure, the, the, sure. the dog and the cat uh, an incredible journey yeah Something whatever like that, yeah. it's kind of like, like that. that you know it's where they they've gone in in the ad dialogue and they now the thing these i'm more, most interested about is because I, i'm a bit brian k vaughn fan but most of his stuff is a little lighter this is not, not like. You know, and, 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 and when I heard about this, I'm like, wow, that seems like a really a stretch for him, which I think is great. Well, he brings his strengths to it, I think, of character. Yeah. I mean, each each lion, and that's something I really like about the art too, is that is that they really are able to emote, and uh, and you fall in love with each one of them. Yeah. In, in their own different, and they're all flawed. So it is but, sort of. And like they each, the yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, just from just, the. But it's also cartoon, it has. You know, you, lion. Yeah, and you can take it as like um, as just a story to be entertained by. But there are lots of different levels here. There, there's lots of, of commentary here on from a lot of different what, sides what, what is and the, angles what, of the issues. What, what what is of greater importance to you, security or freedom, is a major theme. Whose side in are this you book. on? Well, no, and, and it's serious. It's like you know, there there's a major decision in the book on we can stay here. And be secure, or we have a chance to be free, and that's that's a huge theme that runs through this. And there are a lot of arguments about that between the characters. Uh, it's about survival. It's about you know. And that, what I love about it is that great stories about animals reflect our humanity back at mm-hmm. us, and it almost takes looking at what did, I was going to ask you guys and, about that. What do you mm-hmm. think? It, why is it that we are so attracted to those types of stories, whether it's through a cartoon or through, you know, uh, whatever it may be, that there there's often been stories told through animals? Mouse. I think it's because... Animal farm. I yeah. think it's because yeah. we as people, we Charles talk Webb. to things all the time in our lives yeah. that Charles can't Webb. possibly respond, like, on some level... You like yell at your, your computer, you yell at your car, or you talk to your dog, or you one. talk to you know whatever's going on, and there's like some innate sense of Winter that you rolls. want whatever you're talking to to like answer back on some mm-hmm. level because you want you know a response. So I, I think, think it's almost, on, it's almost sort of we want that almost so bad because I think we attribute 
so many things to ina- inanimate objects or things that can't communicate to us. That well, I think that's I, I part of boil, it. It boils think, down messages kind of to their core. Well, I think that's what, that's what I was thinking, too, is that we can kind of wipe away all the inadequacies that human beings or frailties that we have and look at something like a lion with a sort of different eye of... It's of, like Superman. A lion's like Superman. You well, see yeah, a lion yeah, right. and you have... There's a there's a An certain respect you have a certain yeah. I think well, it also I, I, hits a, a different kind of uh, an innate emotional core center of people mm-hmm. you know um, where you take an animal and people have these closest uh, emotional attachments to an animal and what it means even ideas that aren't realistic and things like that and then what, something that this does is it plays on that. You know, you look at, like, the Lion King, it's like, wow, the lions are all great and everything, and being out in the wild is terrific and all right. that kind of... And this shows you, well, actually being out in the wild can be pretty damn brutal. Yeah, sure. You know. Well, do you think this is a... Uh, I mean, this is being... You know, it's only been out for a few days, and, and but people are already sort of talking about it as an important yeah. book. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 think think, it's, yeah, I think it could be. I think it's one of those... Yeah, I think it's one of those important works of... of the well, comics put, genre. Let me put this way. I read it on Wednesday, and it's Friday now, and it, I've thought about it mm-hmm. over and over and over for the you last couple of years. You can't get it out. You can't yeah. get it out of your brain after you've read it for a long I mean, yeah. And then I you still go think back about and you, it. And you want to read it again. And each time you read it, because I've read it twice now, yeah. and there's stuff that you get the second time where you're like, oh my gosh. And, you know, is it a great work of literature. I, I don't know if I would go that far. Is it going to be an important comic work? I think it's going to be something that a few years from I now think people it, are talking about. I think yeah. it has a lot of those aspects that a great work of literature has, in that mm-hmm. it's of its time, but it's also timeless. Mm-hmm. And so we, I think it really fulfills I'm a lot of aspects of it. It is a, <laughs> um, no, I said I told people to go out and get the hardback copy because you're going to want to keep it. Mine's in I'm the box here, so I'm your, yours, yours is here. It, 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 it yeah. does retail for 19.99, by the way. Oh um, man, it's so worth it. That. It's so worth it. It looks beautiful. Uh, I look so it. can we? I mean, we're going to look back at this as sort of the, <coughs> the the landmark work of Brian K. Vaughan that changed him from a good writer to maybe a great. Writer in I think it's going to be in the team photo, definitely. Yeah. I, I think that uh, you know. I mean, are we going to? It, it, think it's, we'll it's, see more it's of this. Too or, it's too early to tell. Uh, I think that there's still a lot of a lot of good stuff in in Vaughn's work. Because we haven't had the, we haven't had a guy some folks of, of, of mm-hmm. recent times that went from the mainstream guy. You know, you have guys like Alan Moore and mm-hmm. and, and that ilk. That went from you know doing Superman comics and, and and mainstream stuff to all of a sudden this next level, the status of of brilliance or genius or iconic. You know we haven't really had one in a while. I mean Grant Morrison had Skirt has done on the that. Edge of it you know, well he yeah, I think yeah. he's there, but it, yeah. you know he's probably the most recent. We haven't really had this new crop, this new I generation yet. yet you know that really done anything that has. There are great comic book writers out there, but yeah, there isn't. I don't know if we've really felt that that groundbreaking work. Right. That that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. If this well, is. I think this could be one of those. I mean, yeah. this yeah. is. I could see this. I could. You I know could, how they I could put, see this being taught in school. Yeah, that's just exactly what I was going to say. That it could Ooh, be right sorry, there next to. On. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Stealing. That it could be right there along with Mouse. You know, uh-huh. if, that you teach kids in school. Yeah. Like, not because it's a comic, but because it's a great work that they should be reading. 
Yeah, right. this could they paperback this puppy. It could be in high schools. It's and I say high schools because it's there's some very mature themes. I'm I wasn't joking about about the the rape. There there's a rape scene. In no, this, I would hope you weren't comic. joking about no, it. Right? No, that's a serious yeah, subject. That's it's very ser- and, it, and, it, and it is very serious. And it's and you you're like, oh my god, that that is a rape scene. And and it's 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 brutal. Well, I'll be reading it this weekend. Yeah, so. it, it's amazing. So, um, proud of Baghdad. I was it. Yeah. Can't re- if you read one book this year. Yeah. This is the one. It, it's my favorite book this year. Yeah. Period. All right. It's probably so my favorite for the past five years. Seriously, it's just. It's that good. It's good stuff. Worth Even better than bucks. scar tissue. Well, we don't want to go crazy now. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get into All right, that, guys. You know? we, we do have one more uh, listener top of the stack. Uh, let's cue that one up. Cue. Cue ball. Hey, Round Comics. It's Stephen Cohen. Esteban89. Oh, he's back. Same guy. Uh, it's he's Friday night, so I'm a little fucked up. But uh, just thought I'd take a break from the evening festivities to give you guys a call. Another top of the stack? Yeah, one of my tops of the stack. I wonder what he's going to pick this time. And I guess I'll go with uh, 52, week 19. <laughs> Isn't that what he, one that came same out. one? Maybe he likes uh, it better this time. It's pretty tight, I guess. Not <laughs> one of the best ones, though. <laughs> no, he uh, does the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> What happened? Oh, yeah, that thing was Supernova and Wonder Girl. That was pretty tight. It's the same. Top of the stack, but drunk. And then you had uh, some Lozo shit. And Lozo's like fucking religious leader. I don't know if I believe that he's changed. And then you had that big thing with uh, the new Booster Gold, maybe. And Skeet. (laughs) And uh, skeet, skeet, I guess there's a big reveal at the end of is- at the end of the issue with that one involving a character that you might not think it involves, and uh, that reeks of Grant Morrison, if you ask me. So uh, the night is still young. <laughs> I choose not to spend my Friday nights at comic shops. So. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to get fucked up some more, and uh, see you guys later. Bye. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the uh, the moral to that story is don't drink and call podcast shows. <laughs> yeah, no, the real lesson is that 52 doesn't get better if you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and Esteban oh. is now one of our favorite posters uh, of all time. It isn't Although, you know, the slam up. about not, you know... I choose not to hang out at comic shops. Oh, well, you're too fucking cool to hang out at. Ca- All right, whatever. <laughs> I can get fucked up too, and you know. I'm fucked up. I remember my first beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. No, Esteban, thank you so much. That was we got a kick. And I will say, I I, re- I just read uh, yeah. fifty two nineteen because I'm a little behind on it. And I, I was going to agree with you completely. Skeets is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really surprising. Yeah. And, the, and the, the thing where I'm talking about where everyone thought it was going oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. all of a sudden oh, you realize figure. it's not. Up until the end, you figure yeah. it's like, yeah. Absolutely. Is this the same Esteban that teaches a Spanish-style <laughs> guitar <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> yeah. on the shopping channel? I don't, I, I'm not sure. Maybe. I think it maybe it like is. Him, but the guy uh, with the hat and the With the hat and the sunglasses yeah. and he yeah. grows he his nails out so he can pick the guitar. All right, guys. Are we going to... Pull this train wreck 
Into the station. Into the station. Yeah. Call it. You, call it an episode. Got a little bit of everything today, guys. Yeah, That's this sure. is a uh, Sunday dinner, guys. A little bit of everything, Dave. You uh, got to hear us talk about coming. science. Yeah. But you science, pseudoscience. I'm just hoping that Greg Rucka doesn't screen the podcast he's going to be on before he does interviews. So. I doubt he does. <laughs> yeah. I doubt he does. <laughs> All right, guys. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of some of the best comic podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Uh, the forum, thank you guys. Uh, you threw a bunch of great topics up there whenever we were scrambling around for a show. And uh, I think we're actually going to make some shows out of them. So uh, thank <laughs> you very much, everyone. You do all the work. Yeah. You reap the benefits. Yes. Pass it on to you. <laughs> so the forum. So really, you reap the benefits. That's, that's the circle of life. Right? <laughs> yeah, the circle of life. Yeah. I'm glad that we had Esteban. Esteban able to whip the show back. All right, you jokers. September contest. Check out that trivia page. I hate that contest with a passion. Because <laughs> you're no good at it. Exactly. Well, it's because you've only been reading comics for like seven years. No, I've been reading comics since 1984. Oh, 10, 11. I just took a 10-year wow. break in there. Yeah, you right. really do suck. Uh, listener oh, LCS Challenge. Like when they ask Thank you a everyone. question about a character who's dead, and they list like three characters who have died in like the last ten years, and all three of them have come back. Yeah, that Bucky question. Yeah. Let's update these questions, huh? Okay, because Bucky's alive. Uh, all right. Alley, Spoiler, iTunes Spoiler. music reviews. <laughs> um, GeekArmor.com. Thank you so much. Please check out Geek Armor for that great comic book and movie and TV show apparel. Um, I'd like to thank everybody today. Tom, Sal, as always, I, I love spending you. my Fridays with Dave? you. What about Dave? Uh, I already thanked Dave him. Uh, buy Scar Tissue. ScarTissue-comic.com <laughs> I'll get a review one of these days out of these guys. <laughs> you want a review? You can never ask for a review. It's just when your books come out, something else also came out that week that was like... Better? Just a little better. Journalistic integrity. No, no. Get it. Get all right, you got anything else? No, thank it. God. Guys, all right. That's it. Everyone, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Monday with um, Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> and another full-length episode. Who? In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and, and around, around If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics.